Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Oh, finally. finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> I had a pan of raisin. I actually took a picture to send oh. to you. I forgot. Um, <laughs> we just had a, we had all the cheese. We had a really, oh. really lovely time. Um, and I really discovered how much I enjoy a ferry. And I was thinking, mm. oh, bloody hell, five and a half hours. Honestly, I didn't want to get off. It's a bit like an airport, isn't it? There's that sort of slight lawlessness. Yes. Of, like, you can do whatever <laughs> you want on a ferry. You can have a cooked breakfast at 6am, a pint at 12pm. Uh, Everybody was so pissed on this ferry. We met some yeah. characters. <laughs> including a bloke who came up to us and said, I'm an architect. I've actually just come back from Ibiza. I'm a house, house music DJ. And he kept saying more jobs. So then he was like, I work for the Royal as well um, and then he went look being honest I, I shouldn't say this but I am in MI6 <laughs> and I was like well you're not doing a very fucking good job of it are you mate <laughs> I've known you for about 35 seconds so we waited till he'd gone in another direction sprinted up the stairs and then <laughs> honestly Esther we had to in order to remain in the bar we had Doug yeah. put his sunglasses on we, we swapped our coats <laughs> Because we're absolutely terrified that he was going to come back and never, ever release us from his vice-like grip of conversation ever again. So you were you were effectively doing better at being incognito than... Than he was. ...an official spy yes, was. Yeah. Apparently an official spy. Welcome to episode 139 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. Today, we've got a couple of things to get off our respective chests running-wise. We talk about how running with other people can be unexpectedly good for those of us who tend not to. We also chat about time management and my favourite topic, emotional load. 
We then return to one of my favourite ever previous sections on the podcast that we've not discussed for ages. It's pet running peeves. This is only because I was stopped while I was out running by a tourist asking for directions. This drives me absolutely nuts, possibly because I run around a tourist hotspot and I'm more likely to be running around it than walking around. But it seems to me that I'm way more often asked for directions while I'm running than while I'm walking. I've even had cars stop alongside me to ask for directions while I've been running. It makes me so cross. So because we loved having that chat, we want more of your pet peeves, please. We also talk about tapering because I've got London in about nine days time and it's filling all my waking thoughts and all of my Googling. There is some sensible advice about what we need to be doing in the last week before a marathon on the website, as Holly points out, thankfully link in the show notes. And very quickly, do come and join us over on Patreon as we've got our next Women's Running Live next Wednesday, the 19th of April at 7pm, exclusively for patrons. Go to Patreon, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash women's running to find out more and come for chats. This episode of the Women's Running Podcast is sponsored by Higher State. Tell me more about these Higher State people. So, they are extremely lovely people based in Yorkshire who make beautiful kit that's designed to protect you from the elements and make sure you're safely seen while you're out there. Oh, are they the people that designed my lovely Hivers running jacket that I did the run through Battersea 5k in? They are indeed. They also made my favourite Hivers long sleeve top, the one with thumbholes. You've got to love a thumbhole. <laughs> Aside from us, who else is their kit designed for? Higher State says their Hivers kit is brilliant for everybody from road runners to trail types, fell runners to marathon runners. You're all going to love it. And look, look at this. There's a money off code thing. Don't keep us hanging then. What is it? Well, it says here, just go to their official partner. That's sportsshoes.com forward slash higher dash state. And that's in the show notes as well. And use the code HSTWR20, that's HSTWR20, to get yourself 20% off when you buy two higher state things. 20% off? Is that exclusive to the Women's Running Podcast? I believe it is. (laughs) Where do I need to go again? So it's sportsshoes.com forward slash higher dash state. And use the code HSTWR20. I will. I'm off. Woohoo! <laughs> Have a yeah. big gulp of tea. Have a big gulp of tea. I've just been. I've been drinking coffee that's been made out of a weird. It's like instant coffee in a coffee bag that, that you strain like a tea bag, but it's Ooh. actual real proper coffee. And it's nice. Cool. Yeah, it's nice. I've got yeah. My heart's racing slightly, so it's having the it's required doing effect. The, doing the job. I had mm-hmm. three coffees this morning. Holly, this is getting out of hand. I know, it's really getting out of hand. I think um, (laughs) I've realised, though, because I had two on the ferry yesterday and they were like normal coffees. And I felt like, okay, that's definitely enough coffee. I think the reason that I've been able to knock back about three is because our pour over, I think, means that it's quite weak. Ah, it's really nice. It's really tasty because it's not too bitter. Um, But I think that's why it doesn't, it doesn't make me go in the same way if I that if I drank a cappuccino in a coffee shop, I would. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm beginning to yes, I've I've had the same. I've had a couple of realizations. Like I, I kind of realized when I was going to. I think I read a I read a feature which talked about the amount of caffeine that different coffee shops put in their coffee. Like Starbucks yes. is actually Didn't really you weak. say, yeah, say yeah, Cafe yeah. Nero? I can't remember whether you said it on the pod, but we definitely mm. discovered Cafe Nero was the strongest. Yes. And and so I, I normally have a bucket from Starbucks on the way to London because that's what's available on the platform. And I feel absolutely fine. And I've I've always thought, oh, you know, why, why, well, I don't know. I've just sort of been fine with it. Mm-hmm. But I think if I, if I was to have the equivalent from Nero, then I'd be a, a, a kind of jangling bag of nerves. But um, yeah. But yeah, no, this is this is nice. It's kind of a weird, a weird kind of coffee in a bag thing, which is I've never really useful seen when a you... coffee in a bag. I it's, love that. It's good. It's lovely because I usually after I've made my because um, I have a cafetiere, mm. and after I make it every morning, I simply can't be asked to clean it. Yeah. So this was a chance for me to have an additional coffee without having to clean the cafetiere. So it's quite pleasing. Ideal. We've just got actually. Um, because we have several methods. We've also got a cafeteria, but that only really comes out <laughs> on the weekend because I can't be asked to wait before I plunge. Fair um, yeah. But Doug has been um, sorting out a house. It's our, um, one of our friends from school, Jake, who actually does listen to the podcast sometimes. Um, and he's very lovely. And uh, he, he, Doug's been helping him sort out his dad's old house. And um, he um, found in a pile of stuff to be chucked a coffee machine. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's we've had to we've had to kind of dust it down and run it through a couple of times. But I think it's going to be I think it's going to work and we're going to have a proper kind of Nespresso type pod coffee machine. <gasps> I know. So I'm really excited about that. I'm going to start making little but that I probably will need to have one max two of because otherwise yeah. I, I probably they will be, be bouncing really off the walls. Yeah, they can be quite strong, can't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, let's catch up. Let's catch up because it's like (laughs) we've just had Easter bank holidays all over the place, Mm -hmm. which has been absolutely lovely. Um, Really nice. And all sorts has been going on. So, and I've not spoken to you for ages and ages and ages. So how was your Easter weekend? It was lovely. The weather was quite nice, wasn't it? It was. It was lush. Yeah, it was actually really, really nice. Um, Well, keen-eared listeners may have noticed that I mentioned a ferry there. We popped <laughs> over to France, which um, I feel very lucky to be able to do. But my lovely godmother, my mum's best friend, has got a uh, cottage in the north of France. So um, we hopped on a ferry and went and spent a couple of days with them. Oh my God. Um, it was really, really nice. Um, lovely weather. Yeah, it's, it's so lovely. It's on sort of farmland. And actually, the thing that struck me the most is how flat because we live in bath and there are a lot of hills yes so flat you can just see for miles and when the weather is gorgeous when it's sunny skies and green fields it's just it's so so gorgeous to wake up to those kind of views so lovely i loved it uh we had more freet Oh, finally, finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> I had a pan of raisin. I actually took a picture to send <gasps> to you, I forgot, but I did take a picture oh. of it for you. Um, was it huge? It was huge. It was the size of my oh. head. It was incredible. Nice. It was properly nice. Um, <laughs> we just had a, we had all the cheese. We had a really, oh. really lovely time. Um, and I really discovered how much I enjoy a ferry. Because <laughs> it was a long crossing. We couldn't get the direct one um, that we would normally get because yeah. they were all booked up because it was bank holidays. Um, 
but so we had to get a longer one that took five and a half hours and I was thinking mm. oh bloody hell five and a half hours honestly I didn't want to get off either end I loved it <gasps> It was so oh. much fun. I could have just been on the ferry all day because uh, <laughs> on the it's a bit like an airport, isn't it? There's that sort of slight lawlessness. Yes, like you can do whatever <laughs> you want on a ferry. You can have a cooked breakfast at six a.m. You can have a pint at twelve p.m. You can absolutely run around. Yeah. You can you can you can play Guitar Hero. There was that. There was Guitar Hero. There was, there was, but it was, it was great because I, I, I've not been on one in a while that's been long enough that they've had kind of entertainment, but it was a proper kind of booked. So there was a Mario Kart tournament. No. Yeah. There was a, there was like live music. There was a Scottish bloke singing. Really? Yeah. Uh, there was a pub quiz, interactive pub quiz. Oh my God. It was so much fun, Esther. It was amazing. <laughs> It was so good. So way back was quite civilized and very chilled. We had a really early morning crossing. Um, so mm -hmm. we had breakfast and we just chatted and um, that was actually when the quiz was. Um, so that was quite chill. But way there was slightly unhinged because it was Friday night, late crossing. Uh. Everybody was so pissed on this ferry. Um, and it was, <laughs> so we met some characters we met some yeah. characters, <laughs> including a bloke who came up to us and said, oh, I'm a, I'm an architect. Um, and then I went, oh, that's all right. Lovely. What do you do? What do you do? And he went, well, yeah, I'm just sort of a designer. Uh, you know, I, architect, designer. Um, I've actually just come back from my B3. I'm a house, house music DJ. Um, and then he was like... What? Yeah, and then he went, and I don't know whether to say his name because I don't know whether he actually is somebody, and this will become clear later why I'm not sure whether to say his name. Um, but he was called, we'll call him Blavid Blonaldson. Um, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm Blavid Blonaldson. Uh, have, you, have you not heard of me? Do you not know who I am? And I, I was like, no, I don't know who you are, mate. I've never heard of you. Um, and he was kind of talking to Doug a bit because Doug's brother is a DJ. So he was like, oh, do you know this record label and this and this? And Doug was a bit like, uh, kind of. I'm not sh he, we were really struggling to make any connection with him. and But he was yeah. really pushing. And he kept saying more jobs. So then he was like, I work for the Royals as well. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, and then he's like, you know, I, I don't like them. So you're allowed to say what, say, say what you want or whatever, but I don't, I, but, but I work for them. I was like, okay. And then he okay. went, he went, look, you know, I'm being honest. I, I shouldn't say this, but I am in MI6. <laughs> and I was like, well, you're not doing a very fucking good job of it, are you, mate? I've known you for about 35 seconds. By the way, I'm a spy. <laughs> yeah, he was so pissed. And then, so we tried to do that thing, and he was with a man, and I thought they might be they might be there together. Um, but this yeah. guy I noticed had kind of slinked off, so I was like, oh, fuck, okay, how are we going to, me and Doug have got to escape Blavid Blonaldson now. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope I haven't just exposed one of our... Uh, his majesty's uh whatever um but but I, I i'm not sure what he was saying was true um and uh he um he was like yeah so we were like oh we're gonna we're gonna go in now blavid um you know have a see you later and he was like oh great where are we going where are we sitting 
And we were like, oh, God. Oh, no. And I was like, well, I think we're going to just pop downstairs and, and see if we can get some food from the from the restaurant. So we'll, we might go and do that. Um, but we'll meet you back here um, with the intention to never meet him back here. Yeah. But he was like, oh, I'll get my coat. Wait for me. I'll just get my coat. And I was like, oh, God. So <laughs> luckily, because he was so, so drunk, he sort of caught somebody else on his way in and got stuck into another conversation. So we legged it. Um, and we went downstairs to the the below below deck, um, yeah. which was where the <laughs> below deck, which is where the restaurant was, um, and uh, and we kind of waited there, and then we saw him, and we were like, fuck, fuck, fuck. so we waited till he'd gone in another direction, sprinted up the stairs, and then <laughs> honestly, Esther, we had to in order to remain in the bar, we had Doug yeah. put his sunglasses on, we we swapped our <laughs> coats. Because we're absolutely <laughs> terrified that he was going to come back and never ever release us from his vice-like grip of conversation ever again. So you were you were effectively doing better at being incognito than than he was an official spy yes, was. Yeah. Apparently, an official spy. <laughs> oh my goodness! So he was he was like he did come back up into the bar, and luckily we kept up. Doug Doug was watching him like a hawk the whole time. He was like, I can't. I feel much more comfortable if I've got eyes on him. Um, and uh, and then um, somebody who was sitting on a table next to us, who then it turned out was the bloke that had been with him when we'd had this original conversation. He went, are you, oh, trying, no. to, are you trying to keep an eye out for him? And we went, yeah, yeah, we are actually. We're trying to avoid him. And he went, oh, God, me too. He was talking to me for hours. I was so pleased when you guys came along and I could, I could ditch him. Um, and he, he yeah, we, ha- we had a good old chat with him. Um, and uh, and apparently, yeah, he was telling them similar things uh, how about how wealthy he was, about how uh, I think he told them he was a fashion designer. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so we were we were we were joking that he um, he wasn't actually going to France at all. He was just going to he picked the most expensive bar he could find on a on a bank holiday, and he was just going to go and get the return oh ferry God. home and and find some new victims oh my god it was bizarre so we had yeah there were several characters but he was for sure seriously Hol, what is it about you that attracts like utter mentals i know i don't know what it is i don't know what it is i think it's i'm not good at saying fuck off now yeah and i should I get mean, better is, at it but I, yeah. I I don't I don't think anyone is so much, but you are extremely welcoming with your mm. with, with the chat, and I think because we've been on a couple of train journeys where we've had some very bizarre. We have, people. yeah. <laughs> but then I think I think on, on a couple of those, I'm not going. It is certainly not entirely your fault. I think at, at least one of them, we've been so drunk that it was like, "Hi, welcome to the fun table." I so. think we did. I think we were drawing <laughs> slight attention to ourselves then because. <laughs> We were the table. We were the the table on everybody's lips. <laughs> <laughs> but that, Cackling but that other time when we were just very, you know, yeah, no, that that was weird. quietly we coming sober. home from London, yeah. completely sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. weirdos. Yeah, yeah, those were the two that kept, we have actually mentioned. I'm, 
not sure which podcast both episode it is but yeah I think we have mentioned both <laughs> of those incidents but yeah that was that was my weekend I had I did nice. have a great time but it was so hilarious how quickly the ferry descended into utter lord of the flies chaos when when everybody oh had a few pints down them but it was hilarious yeah. I loved it very much <laughs> good going so good, good content <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> several things that at least that I thought well this is going to be good content yeah. at least at least <laughs> whenever I have something that happens that's unfortunate in my life now I think at least it'll be good good pod content do you do you know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. We were talking about that, thing. weren't we? Because of of your Paula Paula Radcliffe scenario. Because of Paula Radcliffe, yeah, mm. Con- yeah. In in the middle of a of a wild poo, and you're like, actually, yeah, you know what? Good content. Yeah. Do you know so who I like this? Yeah. The bloody podcast <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I wasn't actually thinking that when I was talking to Blavid Blonaldson. Yeah. I was just like, get me away, and I simply can't because I'm in the sea. So I'm just going to have to yeah. run and hide. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's hor- you are a completely captive audience, aren't you, when you're on a ferry? Yeah, yeah. and he was really making the most of that, of, of yeah. trapped um, victims that he could just latch onto. <gasps> oh, God. Do you not know, you know, you know who I am? <laughs> I mean, maybe he's incredibly famous. Do get in touch. I'm sure you can work out what his name was. And if, you, if you've heard of him, if he's listening, let us know and, and whether he is a very famous person. But I did Google him and nothing came up. So Nothing came up? No. <laughs> Certainly in none of the, prof- the professions that he'd identified. So, Yeah, okay. Okay, that makes sense. But maybe that's because he's an excellent spy. He was just having a bad maybe day. That, yes. <laughs> Anyway, tell me. So that was mine. Uneventful apart from that. Uh, lovely times, gorgeous weather and not mm. actually, I'm afraid, headline is not any running over the weekend. I didn't, I, I'm really gutted that I didn't bring stuff because as soon as I got there, um, I, like I said, it was flat, beautiful. Yeah. Um, it would have been a really, really lovely place to run, but we were foot passengers on the ferry, so I didn't have very much. I didn't want to have yeah. to lug loads of stuff around, so I did. I couldn't bring a spare pair of shoes or anything. Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. but yeah, I was going to. I've just that, done a hit class now, actually, that I've got oh, um, wobbly knees from. You know, when you're you've you've done oh, one yeah. too many squats and you think I'm going to go head first into a flower bed or something because <laughs> I honestly cannot <laughs> yeah. stand up right now. That's how I. That's how I feel a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention that about Normandy because we we. I remember running there, I mean, it's maybe three or four years ago now. Um, and we went on holiday with my dad and I went for a run with him, went for several runs with him. Mm. And it was, that's what I remember it, about it, it being massively flat. Yeah. And also the bit, the bit where he is, it was, um, it was also laid out in a really nice kind of square kind of like Manhattan kind of way. So it was really easy to sort of do a, I'm going to do a 5k square because you just have yeah. to turn left at every corner. Um, and at one point you're always running along the beach. So that was, yeah, it was, it's lovely. That's running. really nice. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm Come sure I would have been in running different, different running distance of a beach. I'm sure I would have been able mm-hmm. to, to do a bit of that. So I feel a little bit gutted that I missed that chance, but I'm sure oh, well. we'll be back and I'll do it again. You will be back. Exactly. It'll be lovely. Again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to move my body because apart from walking around with a heavy suitcase, I, I haven't really mm. done 
um didn't didn't really do any exercise while we were there so um nice to have got back into the swing of things but tell me about yours which I'm presuming is slightly more eventful ish I mean well I I haven't been meeting top spies top spies most transport so (laughs) I haven't done that um (laughs) Blonaldson Blavid Blonaldson yeah Um, I (laughs) (laughs) I have not done that at all um so uh in non-running life we got Dave back um, on Sunday, on Easter Sunday. That's Hello. lovely. Um, which is nice. So that's been just yeah, in time for weeks. an egg. Just in time for an egg. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, actually, the word the word from Dave was, um, "I'll be back in time for lunch," which I think we got that the, the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, well, I, if he's if he's hoping for that whole kind of lamb roast thing, when he says back in time for lunch, there's not any lunch on offer. Yes, so. back in time for a couple of rolled up pieces of ham. And, exactly, back uh, in yeah. time for you to make your own sandwich. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we've only had about seventy three arguments since he turned up. So it's been it's been fine. It's been mild. Um, so <laughs> so that's been nice, and we're still in the thick of Easter holidays. So it's been. There's still quite a lot of the stuff that we were talking about, I think, in the last podcast. There's been a lot of life and time management, much more so mm. during the Easter holidays than during term time for people that have kids um, of school age. So that's been that's been a sort of, um, you know, like a daily, I'm going to wake up and just go day by day with this. Like, because if I thought, if I start thinking and planning too much in the future, it all became very, very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so last week was, um, a little bit challenging, um, but kind of capable. And for, for a couple of days, we went to Brighton to see my mum and, Lovely. uh, was really, useful and lovely at the same time because she looked after the kids I could do some work and I could go for some runs and um so to start the kind of running chat like I went for a run just along Brighton front um and then posted something kind of worthy on Instagram and immediately which was really nice as um, someone that we've spoken to before got in touch and said oh I live near there. We could have gone for a run together. And I said, well, I'm here tomorrow. So if you fancy a run tomorrow. So I met up with Rachel Woolston from Girls Run the World. (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. It was really, really nice. So we went for, so the first one I did, I went down to the front because my mum lives in Hove, went down to the front and then, and then I turned right kind of in Lewis direction. And the second time met up with Rachel and we turned left. So I went, ran to Brighton Pier. Um, and that was really nice. It was kind of that's great. It was all those. It was really good, and it's, it was all those things where I was. So I've never run with Rachel before. You know, I'm a lonely goat. I tend to run mm-hmm. on my own. Um, but it was. I was talking to Dave about it after I got back, and I was saying it's. It was. Every time I run with someone else, it's unexpectedly good, and mm-hmm. um, and it's good because you can have a conversation without it being like scary in your face where people are, you know, if you're, if like, if I'm sitting opposite you in a pub, you know, it's not like we have to sit there and talk about our feelings or anything, but you're just looking in someone else's face, which is kind of emotionally quite, it's like being in the car. Haven't we talked about that before? Yes. That like when you have those car conversations that make, for some reason feel so much easier because you're looking straight ahead 
And yeah. there feels a lot less pressure than when you're sort of sitting opposite someone with eye contact and absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. and it's almost it's like when I'm walking the kids to school as well I think I probably get my best chats with Ted and Felix when I'm walking to school with them because you're kind of you're doing something you're on you know there's a kind of function to what you're doing yeah. and so the the chat is a byproduct of it and you just kind of you can unexpectedly have quite deep and meaningful conversations without kind of going into it thinking that's what you were going to do so I, I mean me and Rachel didn't have a deep and meaning, meaningful conversation but with lots of chats about um marathon training which she's done many times over because she's a run coach um and but also kind of trails and ultras and stuff that she's been doing stuff that I've been doing um yeah it's just it was just really really nice really easy made the miles just disappear pretty good although she's really speedy so some of those miles were actually quite hard mm-hmm. um but it was yeah that was really that was that was lovely and it did make me feel much less isolated in quite an isolated feeling week even though I was with my mum um there was just that I'm here just it's just me and the kids mm-hmm. and w- I'd had to do that kind of that travel that um uh you know I had to go on the train to uh, this is no you know none of it's great shakes or anything but it's stuff that I would never normally have well going on the train on oh just you and so, Ted and Felix that's you got to think about mm. lots of people and tickets and like yeah I, I feel like logistically yeah. that's a little bit stressy oh the 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 low level stress I didn't quite realize until mm-hmm. the night before we left to go to Brighton when Dave called to speak to the kids um and um and he, he confessed to me that afterwards that he was sort of catastrophizing about mm. our journey and and he he um he said to me Right. Okay. So when you're on the train with the kids, just make sure that you, they sit by the windows, so not by the aisle seats, and make sure that you know if someone steals their tablets, don't worry about the tablets. Just worry about the kids, you know, because we don't want to get them to be kidnapped. You know. So then he started thinking that I was like going, "What? You? Why are they being kidnapped? On, when did this? Happen? We're going when on GWR. Did... Yeah. What, at what point <laughs> do we think that the kids are going to get taken? Um, mm-hmm. Like." You know, but but because he was catastrophizing, obviously that then went into my little catastrophized brain. So I had to, and then on top of that, when he was talking to the kids, this was like Sunday night, we were going first thing Monday morning. He was talking to the kids and he said, right, um, oh, you're going to have this fun time. And you, you could hear the stress in his voice. You're going to have this fun time with mummy on the train. Oh, I tell you what, here's a good thing to pass the time. Why don't you take A, B and C, which mummy hasn't packed and we'll probably have to charge. And, you know, mm-hmm. and this was like nine o'clock on Sunday night. And I had to sort of forcibly remove the phone from one of the kids' hands and then speak to Dave directly and go, stop telling them to take more stuff. Everything is packed. And I've been thinking about packing for the last four days. It's all there. It's by the front door. Mm-hmm. No, not taking any more stuff. And the kids aren't going to get kidnapped. Can we move on, please? So it was <laughs> an interesting start. Um, but anyway, that, yeah, so that week... Felt tough. And also, mm. right, the other thing I what was thinking about What did they do on the train, lot, by the way? I'm interested. I know that's a really boring question, but... We had... Well, it was you, two what trains. What do you do on a train when you're a yeah. child? Because I don't remember. Do you colour in? It's in... <laughs> yeah, there was some colouring. Colouring okay. in, yeah. We... Um, we th- there were two trains, so the journey was split into two, which made it useful. So the first half was wholesome and the second half was screens. And that made nice. sense to me. Nice. So, so the that first was kind time, of what yeah. we did on our train journey as well, actually. I did a bit of reading <laughs> and then I did quite a lot of playing Animal Crossing. 
there we go. You see, so nice yeah, balance. we had first half was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was nice. It was a nice balance, and it made me feel like not an awful parent by the time mm-hmm. I turned up in home. So that was, that was good. But one thing I did think about when it came to the running was that sort of thing about the time management thing, where like if it was all down to me and wasn't down to other people having to care for the kids and whatever, mm-hmm. then last week, um, which was the, let me get this right, this was the first week of taper for yeah. the London Marathon. So the weekend before Brighton, I'd done my longest run yeah. of 21 or 22 miles. And then the following week, which was when I went to Brighton, I wanted to put in three kind of midweek runs. And in an ideal world, I would have done the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm. But it's the Easter holidays and I had no Dave. And I was in Brighton Tuesday, Wednesday with my mum doing some babysitting so I had to do instead Tuesday, of Monday Wednesday, Wednesday Friday, I, had, mm-hmm. I had to do Tuesday Wednesday Thursday oh intense um, so, mm-hmm. I know so it wasn't ideal that wasn't what I'd want to do so it was kind of uh, it's an interesting kind of chat I think in terms of being forced into doing stuff which doesn't match a training plan that you'd like like my Garmin said to me two days in a row rest now please and really? I was like no I can't I can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, just got to. I've got to churn out the miles here, so I've got to, got to keep on doing it. Um, but anyway, so I did that. Then on Saturday, called in some more neighbourly help. But th- this was a chat because I did mention this on Instagram. But um, so this weekend just gone was my first tapered long run. So um, I my spotted. last. Thank you. My last long run was 22. And then my first taper, tapered long run was this weekend just gone. Then I've got another one this weekend. And then the weekend after that is London Marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back onto Strava because I'd completely forgotten what I was supposed to be doing. Went on Strava to see what I did last time. And last time I did 12 miles as my first tapered long run. <clears throat> so, but then I looked at loads of training plans and all of them said 10. So then I thought, mm, well, I'll divide and conquer and I'll do 11. So I did 11. Yeah. Um, but then within 20 minutes of getting in through the front door, I saw on social media that someone who was also training for the London Marathon had done 16. So then I spent maybe 48 hours going, oh, shit. I should have done more. Oh, Esther. What interesting that... If you'd have seen that somebody had done eight miles, would you have been like, oh, should I have done less? Yes. Okay, maybe you would have And done. actually, <laughs> weirdly, yes, because I, I I do remember, now I think about it, that when I did 12 miles before the last one, I wasn't going to. I was going to do 10 because all of the training plans say 10. Mm. But I'd seen someone on social the day before had knocked out a half marathon. So I thought, oh, I better do a bit bit more. So last time I did a bit more. Um, so quite based I mean, everyone's on been... what other people... But, yeah, I mean, I'm you just... know this already. You you know this. I'm so easily led. But it's just the same. We'd be straight in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would. I would. Totally. I'd be like, oh, that sounds fascinating. That sounds Tell amazing. me more. Yeah. I would like to take a personality <laughs> test. But... <laughs> yeah. I'm but, so that person. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I think you know what you would tell me, which is this is your race and this is your, and that applies to your training yeah. as well. That applies to life. I say it to myself in life all the time. I think 
it's yeah. y- you did what you set out to do and you know that you've done it before and that that's been more than enough your goals this yeah. time are not different it's get round enjoy it it not feel too horrendously uncomfortable um so if you want to achieve those things then you know that you've done everything that you've that you did last time to achieve those same things and mm. circumstances might be a bit different this time it's a bit there's a, you're under a bit more stress and i honestly think that it would potentially be more damaging to push yourself if your garmin had told you to rest twice last week already yeah then i honestly think you could be potentially putting yourself in danger of not being able to do london by pulling something or running yourself into the ground being knackered or something if you didn't you know stick to your guns with not with you know do this taper properly and stick to your guns and go I am tapering I'm tapering I do get what you mean I think there's also like a negative thing associated with even though I love tapering there is also this (laughs) thing where it's like oh I have it a bit with like some of those slightly toxic kind of weight lossy thoughts and stuff where I'm like oh but I was running 10 miles last weekend and now I'm doing four, but I've still had a big roast dinner. So what does that mean in terms of how much of that roast dinner is going to end up on my thighs? But yes, there's quite a lot of that. Yeah, Yeah. there is quite a lot of that. Mm. But it it just, I think it's because, because everything has derailed so massively for me over the last month or so, which, which is the thing that's made me want to talk more about like mental load and, you know, women having this kind of unfair disadvantage of all the stuff that we're kind of minute by minute considering and thinking about and planning and doing and Mm. taking on just the whole kind of yoke of it there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Basically, um, so that there is there is a lot of that, but and so my and my big thing is because like all my strength training has just fallen by the wayside. So I just I feel like I'm not in the place that I was mm-hmm. six months ago. Um, so there's that, and there's then and then there's social media. So it's like it's those two kind of combined things where where one of them is like okay that's fine I can I can get that argued out of me so it's fine I I absolutely I know I know you're right. And mm-hmm. I know that the people that then responded to me on Instagram when I was like, oh, other people are doing longer distances. They were like, no, it's yours. It's yours. Don't worry. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I felt kind of argued back into feeling okay about that. But I can't argue myself out of the fact that I've not done strength training for such a long time. Like by the end of, by f- I think it was Friday, um, 
I started trying to do a bit of strength training, actually based on something that we have on the Women's Running website. Um, the was Nelma Kandri workout. Oh, was it the Nelma Kandri workout? <laughs> yeah, it was the Nelma I was having a look uh-huh. at the Nelma Kandri workout myself. <laughs> so I thought, I how can I that? have a bit of what Nelma Kandri's having? I know, right? Yeah, because so she I looks utterly gorgeous. Doesn't she? And so I went through and I did all of those moves, like eight or nine of them, the ones I could. I don't have a beach ball-y thing. Um, so I did those ones. And classic, well, kind of, well, I guess classic move for me, I got to the end of it, which probably took about six minutes or something. And I thought, I can't be asked to anymore. And so I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then I went and, and Felix was in the living room on her own doing something or other. And I went in, took my phone and I said, oh, let's do Cosmic Kids Yoga. So we did, we did kids yoga. Oh, that's to, sweet. There's like this themed yoga that we used to do during lockdown. And there's a, there's, it's called Cosmic Kids. And it's run by a woman who does it sort of linked into various kind of Disney shows. So she did, it was Frozen, based on the story of Frozen. Um, you know, <laughs> so we were doing yoga. Uh, I love I the sound like of this. <laughs> yes, it sounds like my woman who does, I was doing one of hers this, this lunchtime, her, my hit workout woman. And it was like, mm. um, it was like pre-drinks, naughties songs. So it was all the things that you would have put on before you were going to go on a night out. And it was great. That's what a bit like what that sounds like, where it's like, as soon as, as, as long as I feel like it's got a bit of a theme and a bit of a story to it, I find it so much more easy yeah. to do stuff like that. <gasps> well, Cosmic yeah, so Kids Yoga. <laughs> I might so well I did be having a go. Cosmic Kids Yoga. You should, you should. We did that for 15 minutes before Felix got bored. I did six minutes of Namakandru. And my legs did not stop aching until like Sunday night. It was two nights of, mm. of doms following that. That's how bad it is that doing kids yoga gave you the doms. Where literally you're, you're sort of just do, kind of moving. Yeah, it gave me the doms. So I feel very, very worried. Oh, Esther. In terms of. You might strength. have broomstick. Broomstick? Broomstick. Broomstick. Legs <laughs> after, afterwards. But also, I was going to say a thing, which yeah. is. You said a, you said an interesting phrase, which was um, you're not where you were last year um, yeah. or six months ago. And I feel like it's important to remember that you are literally not there. Like you've got mm. other stuff going on in your life. You're at a different stage. You are, you, you know, you've, you've grown as a person and there's no point. I've aged. In, you have aged, but in a nice way, you've grown as a person. And, <laughs> and I think yeah. there's, there's, but you're also, you're just, you're in a different, you're in a different place. There are other things that are going on. You didn't have stress because Dave wasn't around for a lot of the time over yeah. the last couple of weeks because his mum wasn't well. I know, I know. Ted and Felix weren't in the same stage. You didn't have Ted with a poorly elbow. You didn't have like... Honestly, there are other things that play into that that mean that trying to replicate exactly where you were for the London Marathon in six six months ago, there's no point because there are many other factors other than just... I know, but mm. does that mean, does that then mean that my experience at London Marathon is going to be really painful? That's my concern. It's like, because I'm not where I was six months ago, Mm. I'm going to have this horrible, horrible day. But that actually, that has reminded me, there is one thing... (laughs) happened last night just thinking about how much I have aged like not just in the last six months but in the last three weeks yeah and I I, yeah it's all gone very very badly but I was having a a a cuddle um 
with my son who um, was was very sweetly stroking my face and um, I was lying on one side and he stroked the cheek that was towards the pillow and he said that feels quite elderly (laughs) (laughs) don't hold back Ted bloody hell what does he mean by that? He needs to, he needs to be more specific. Context, context. Yeah, maybe he means. Oh, that feels like a lovely, lovely uh, sort of. I don't know. Oh, no, he there's no. There's he no. Didn't. There's no turning that around. There's isn't no, there? no. I. It was. Yeah. I think there was a loss of elasticity to the area to which he was prodding. That. You take collagen as well. You're doing all the right things about that. I've been really anxious about that recently because my collagen clock is ticking, I discovered. Because I think you stopped producing it at 30. So Ted's going to have some serious things to say to me because I don't worry about any of that stuff at all. And it's, I'm going to be... I'm going to be made of crepe That's because you are youthful. That's because you have Mm. juicy skin, unlike this very elderly individual oh well i'm sorry you were described as elderly by your son but you don't look elderly (laughs) on screen right now thanks (laughs) Uh, i tell you what there was one thing that happened while i was running um so i did my 11 mile and it was it was uh not as easy as you'd like it to be considering Mm. it's half the distance of the week before so you're sort of thinking god this is gonna be a breeze but always happens it literally always happens doesn't it i actually think but it's more horrid because you it takes you more time to get into the swing and um yes that's true that's true and because psychologically you're going this is fine this is fine whereas when you're psyching yourself up for a long long run it's all, almost always going to be better than you expect because you've gone, oh my God, huge dread. This is going to be terrible. Whereas if you've gone, oh, yeah. amazing, this is going to take me two seconds and I'm going to breeze past. Yeah, people, I know. Then it, it, it's always the way. It's always the way. Oh my isn't God. It? Yeah. So it was, it was a bit of a shock to the system, you know, sort of finishing up and just going, oh my God. You know, mm. I thought that I was going to skip round, which I absolutely didn't. Um, but I had. A repeat offence from uh, a passerby. A <gasps> was it tourist. Yoga Man? No. Oh, no. oh sorry. Because I was running past that bit. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen him. But no, I had a tourist ask me directions while I was running. No, you had one of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I haven't had that for about 10 years. I did have someone asking me the directions. We've talked about this in the pod, haven't we? We have. Well, someone it's asked been one me of our directions. during the pet peeve era, what we talked about. Pet peeve, okay. Yeah. So I had a tourist at, about 10 years ago stop me by the Royal Crescent to ask me directions to the Royal Crescent mm-hmm. while I was running. Yeah, okay. Um, so Just was, look for the like big old crescent. It was like a double whammy crescent. irritation because it was a bit like, it's there, it's yeah. there. Um, this one, I was mid-stride and... Uh, a tourist was asking me the way to the train station and and it wasn't visible where it was and it was also quite complex for me to start thinking about oh actually you where need were to you cross canal there turn left and I was on I oh know I was in Widcombe so they they wanted to you know that that they wanted to know that little tunnel to go underneath you know they wanted to yeah. know that bit. and I had to give them like three different directions but it was also Easter Saturday it was teeming with people yeah. And the person they decide to just stop, and he didn't just stop, he just basically, he was with his partner or wife or whatever, and he just stood in front of me. 
So oh. it, he didn't say, excuse me. He just made me stop because of where he physically was and said. That's so aggressive. Where, are we going the right way to the train station? Not even and I where just gave him, I gave him, are we going the right no, way? Are we going the right way? To the, and, and so I, I looked at him and I did give him one of my absolutely famous, I like to think now, mm. Paddington hard stairs. Yeah. And, and started, and I was like, it, well, you need to, do, you need to, uh, 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 and then I was all over the place. I was on like mile seven and eventually I just went, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I don't care. Sorry, it's not. Way. It's not my responsibility that you get on the twelve Couldn't fourteen give a to Bradford on Avon. Yeah. Couldn't give a shit. Yeah, and it was just like ask someone. There are so many people strolling on Easter Sunday, yeah. strolling around, enjoying Bath, the World Heritage City. Why are you stopping me? I just Ooh, think it's bonkers. Yeah, that's I would be itching for to say fuck off there and there feels like yeah. something that you you actually you kind of could even though I wouldn't condone saying fuck you to people in public I feel yeah. like you kind of could in that instance because you feel slightly vindicated in like no you've just stood in my way when I'm clearly yeah. doing something when I'm clearly in the middle of something and are we going the right way to the station somehow feels like more kind of like like you're not going, excuse me, I'm so sorry, I'm late for a train, I'm worried. Can you just, do you know there was where none I of that. am? No. None of that at all. Or can you let me none know how I can find the train station? What's it called so I can put it into Google Maps? Where is there yeah. a map somewhere along the canal path? Is there, or whatever, like. But it's just, yeah. it's the fact that I was kind of, I was, I was moving, I was doing something. Like, would you go out of your way to go onto a tennis court to ask someone their directions? Would you knock on someone's window while they were driving to ask them directions? Would you, you know, it's just not appropriate. It's like, stop, don't stop me. Don't stop me in my track, literally stop me in my tracks. Just, and I had headphones on, visible headphones. You know, it's like, just... Speak to someone that looks like they actually want to give you some help. <laughs> you know, don't. It's bonkers. Yeah. And they were right by shop. It's like, just go and ask in a shop or something. Or. Why don't you have Google Maps? I'm really sorry. I'm not trying to Google assume Maps. That. Or look at a road sign. Look at mm. a road. They have got loads of bloody I road signs say, around there. I was going to say, if they saying, were in, um, if they were on the canal path, which, sorry, you said they weren't, didn't you? Then I would, I would understand why it was a bit more difficult to know whether you were going in the direction of the train station. If you're in Widcombe, for the listener, yeah. anybody who doesn't live in Bath, it's literally behind the train station, and there I mean, will you can be see so the trains many, you coming can see in and out. Trains. There will be many, many yeah. signs saying a yeah. quarter of a mile to the train station, and yeah, you can probably just look at the massive viaduct trains. that goes over the top of that <laughs> bit of Bath. Oh my god, God, people, Holly. This is why I don't like people. No, yeah, I'm with you on that one. That would really anger me. <laughs> and I think it's like, I like, it's nice to be polite, 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 polite to people. But sometimes mm. when somebody does something where I feel truly vindicated and going, no, actually, I'm not going to be apologetic and self-deprecating. Go, oh, oh, goodness, how can I help you? How can I? Be? When I feel like somebody is taking the piss, I'm ready to go. Um, I w- would have said, sorry, that's an incredibly rude thing to ask somebody who's in the middle of a run. Yeah, go and ask that person over there yeah. that's just standing still and looking at something. I yeah. Mean, uh, go and ask that person with a train conductor's outfit on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
by the clearly visible train station. Yeah. I mean, oh, oh, I hate it. God. Okay, well, if you found that therapeutic or um, sort of <laughs> you related to it in any way, write in wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk because if you are new to listen to the podcast, as in the last year, maybe, mm-hmm. or so, we used to do talk about this all the time. People would send their pet peeves in and we got, we loved to get cross about them. Oh, they were amazing. They were I, amazing. I just got a little sense of like what that used to be like. I got yeah. really cross on the other half and it was oh, quite it was cathartic. so good. Yeah. Do you so... know what? I actually, speaking of pet peeves and things that we've talked about in the past, I did have a, I had a run-in, uh, literally a run-in with a dog as well on the canal path. So on the same run, and this was just after, like it would have been about three minutes after mm-hmm. tourist run-in, that um, I was almost tripped up by a really quite a big kind of like a knee height dog um that was that galloped towards it it had been distracted Mm -hmm. by another dog um it was off the lead and it ran towards me and it it kind of hit me side on in my so it hurt because it was a big muscly muscly kind of dog um and and I was again I was mid stride and it was really really quick so it was one of those you know when they just do that kind of they they spring out and they they you know he was like racing for something yeah so he raced really really quickly and raced across my path so I wasn't expecting it at all and neither was his owner yeah um, or her owner um so and then I and because of what was happening I trod on one of its paws oh, so God. it was it, it was just this great big kind of like ah like a kind of you know a a dog shit bag of awful well not victim blaming but it was kind of asking for that wasn't it it was a bit but I felt terrible but then the owner also felt so the owner was just behind or in front or something and she said oh are you okay so dog owners vindicated well done, yeah. Mrs. Dog owner, she was brilliant. So she was like, "Oh, are you okay? I'm really sorry." And it's that other dog over there is always barking at my dog and blah blah blah. So she was blaming the other dog for this whole classic. Situation. I would do that. I'd be um, like, oh, it's classic. not my darling Poppy. Oh, yeah. she would never intentionally do that to you. I would, I would do the same thing. But yeah, good but that she took responsibility like and asked you if you're she all right. She did take responsibility, and she's and and I, I was as I. This was again. This was like mile eight, and so I said, "I'm, I am so sorry. I just tripped over your dog, and I think I stood on his paw." Um, and she said, she said, oh, no, no, no. Oh, don't worry. He's always doing, you know, she was like, don't worry, don't worry. And I was like, really? Cause that's, you know, it's quite a lot of weight for me to have just landed on your go, dog's paw. Or anything? No, he didn't. He just carried on racing um, towards. Oh, yeah. he, so I think a hundred percent he'll be over it by now. He won't even think about yeah. it. By now, four <laughs> days later. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> oh, I had a, a hope he's over it by now. Actually, sorry, this yes. is another welcome to another chaotic episode. I, we keep remembering things we haven't <laughs> spoken to each other in like ten days, properly. I know. Um, <laughs> but um, I, when I was in France uh, over the weekend, we were with my uh, yeah, my godmother's son is in a wheelchair, and um, and my dad uses a wheelchair sometimes. We've got quite a wheelchairy lot on the holiday. And I was mm-hmm. pushing Edward in the wheelchair on the, our way home from lunch. And uh, we were with some family friends of my godmother, Nikki, then. So there were people that I'd never met them before. They were very sweet. Um, but it was the sort of, hello, how, oh, how are you? And what do you do? And how long? Whatever. And I 
conked the bloke on the in the back of the ankle with the wheelchair on I know and he did look in quite considerable pain and was slightly limping home and I was like and I was like I lay awake that night going oh god I really hope I haven't severed a ligament and he's never gonna, I'm gonna have some <laughs> something As through his the Achilles popped out oh yeah. god it's awful when that happens <laughs> I just didn't oh, know the, I didn't know my own size because I hadn't pushed a, I, I pushed my dad in his wheelchair a few times and I hadn't pushed that one before so and I yeah and I didn't mm. know what how big it was and I just just rammed him <laughs> oh that feels that feels painful in the retelling <laughs> <laughs> it feels painful in my retelling to my um yeah. to my oh emotions no. because I, I it's making me cringe that I did that and I hope yeah. he's all right. Anyway. Oh, oh well, god. Me and you <laughs> stepping on people's toes this weekend. Yeah. 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 People, people and animals. People oh, and animals. God. Um so um so I've got so going back to Yeah, um, tell me just really boringly just with with marathon stuff because that's all I've got it's in my not head boring, Esther. that is vital oh, thank god so, you're doing the London Marathon otherwise we'd have just talked about <laughs> stepping on dogs, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so weekend is it, for for the listener mm-hmm. it's weekend after this so I've got one weekend of uh, so I've got one last tapered long run um so I'm gonna do I did a run yesterday five miles I'm gonna do two more runs this week um, and then I've got a tapered long, so I'm going to do six miles this weekend as my long run. And then next week I do, I think maybe two runs and they're like two miles each. Uh, one thing that I, I would be really interested to find out what people do, because I get really confused when I'm reading stuff and trying to find out what I'm supposed to be doing in my training in the taper is there are plenty of articles that talk about what you're supposed to be doing in terms of your training, um, and what kind of runs you should do. And I know you're supposed to be cutting down by sort of 30% and then 50% or something like that. But there's something, there's, right, I'm going to get the words the wrong way around, but there's something where it says you need to not drop in an intensity, but drop in something else. And I can't in my head figure out if they mean, do am I still running them at the same pace? I think I am running them at the same pace, but possibly at a slightly less mileage. I think that might oh, be it. Oh, really? I would have thought so, that was the yeah. opposite. Yeah, the I think I'm, exactly. But I would have thought that lowering it. So it says lowering intensity. I think I don't think I am. I think the intensity has to stay up. Oh, sorry, I've got you. I've got you. Yeah, you yeah. I mean? then, no, then I think yeah. you're right. I think you're right. Sorry, and then I've got the mileage drops down. Way around. I th- I th- well, I think it's that way around, but I am a bit confused. Um, because there are some suggestions that I should still be doing in some training plans. It says I should still be doing like hills and sprints and stuff like that. And in other ones are like, nah, don't do it. I wouldn't. And I've not really been doing them anyway. So no. I think I probably fuck it. You might be within yeah. a, within the chance of, um, of, uh, doing some, doing yourself a, a mischief. If I you've might, not might been know. doing lots of of hit, I honestly feel like there is nothing wrong with the fact that you've not been doing lots of hill sprints and fart lecking and pyramid training and whatever else. I think it's nice to do that, no, but it's not essential. And I think if you haven't been doing that, if you suddenly do a big hill session or a fart lecking thing, then you might be in danger of yeah. pulling something. Or I would say that. 
That's true. And I, th- uh, yeah, no, that is, that is true. And I think there is, and I, when I look back on my past sessions, my past midweek sessions, which are the ones I'm kind of worried about really, mm. um, that there is like that naturally you do tend to go like a tiny bit faster. I mean, not uh, only fast in context of me being fast, which is not fast, but like just going, like if I look at my, at my watch, I'm naturally, even though I'm not trying to, you naturally, mm if you're if you're picking the same sort of 5k route you do tend to run that faster than when you're planning to run like a 20 mile and like I I absolutely have to pull myself back on a 20 mile run and make sure that I'm running as slow as I possibly can be yeah. in order to get through it as least painfully as possible that makes no sense but I know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. um but the, but with a 5k I just go at my normal pace and so yeah it is it is always like a minute a minute a mile faster basically so I guess that is some that's I guess it's tempo, sort of tempo training yeah I would argue I'm gonna stick it it under tempo <laughs> I'm I'm going to, I'm going to as well I've just remembered actually that there's a piece yeah. going up on the website um I will probably be putting it up in the next 24 hours or so um so it will definitely be out Ooh. by the time this episode airs and I will send it straight to you which uh lovely Laura Fountain who's been on the pod before and she writes for us quite a lot um she is a athletics England athletics coach so she really knows her Mm. onions she has done a piece for us in the lead up to London about exactly what you should do in the week before oh has she yeah so I'll send it to you yeah it looks really good yeah and for anybody else who's interested it'll be on the women's running website it'll probably be on the homepage if you look in the next week so oh yes it's so funny I really it does feel like and and um, I'm sure there are loads of people listening as well who are kind of leading up to marathons and half marathons and stuff. But it is so funny to think about. I, I what I need to do is go back through all my search history of the last sort of two three weeks because um, I don't know about you guys, but like every night on the doom scroll there is the sort of you know that it's the checking of the various niggles. It's mm-hmm. checking what I need to be eating. It's the sudden like, what do I need to be doing in the last ten days? What do I need to be doing in the last nine days? What do I need to be doing? The last... What should I be eating? How should I be training? What mm-hmm. distance should I be running? That you ask all these questions, even if you've done it before, and then checking three different websites. I mean, the research and the verification of that research is massive. And if yeah. you get an answer that you don't like, it's finding another website that has the answer that you do like. I know. And sort of, you know. But <laughs> that, that just goes to show, doesn't it? Like, back yourself, because I think you kind of know, you know. I think, I mean, stuff like Laura's piece and things, I think are really helpful that you might pick up some kind of tips and tricks. But mm. I do this every second of the day. I never trust my own instincts. And so I go what should I be doing with this and how much of this should I eat and how many times am I allowed to moisturize my face a day before I turn into a sea creature or whatever I always get anxious about everything (laughs) and at the end of the day some of that research is helpful some of it I think you know you you can back yourself you're good at looking after yourself you know what to do yeah and I guess and there is there's the experience thing isn't there I think if you've done it before um, like I was saying, there was a there's a runner I follow who hasn't had much time for her training um, because of life, um, but she's done like twenty plus marathons, and so she is quite sort of happy in the knowledge that she'll get through it. 
but it won't be a PB. And her mm-hmm. longest long run has been 16 miles. And so me right now, after having done, this would only, this is only my second in real life marathon, but the fourth time I've done the distance, I would be absolutely bricking it if I'd just done 16 as my last long. Yeah. But I can see a moment in the future at which if I did that, that would make me feel okay mm-hmm. because you've done it like particularly right say I was going to be doing another marathon in like six months time mm-hmm. oh god heaven forbid if I was doing that um oh god actually I am <laughs> <laughs> just because <laughs> I'm doing that ultra in September oh you are but because but I'm doing that that's gonna be a diff- yeah. whole different thing a whole different thing. whole different kettle of fish whole different kettle of fish um but I'm certainly not going to be running more than I don't know, 16 or 17 in the lead up to that, I mm. don't think. Um, yeah, can't be asked. Simply no. can't be asked to go through the training block again. <laughs> Not that's this year. absolutely fine. Year. That's absolutely fine. I think that's kind of how I'm feeling about bath, the bath half. Because I still think yeah. that it's something that I want to do. I know you're doing it. Lex is doing it. I'm sure there are listeners that are doing it. And Oh, please do it. I know. I really think that I should and I will. I will. It's just... Um, there is that niggling feeling where I'm like, I can't really be asked to do I've, I, it. It feels like I've only just gone through all of that twice in the last six months. However, it's good Which for me have, and yeah. I will. And I enjoy it on the day and I always cry. So, And it means it's just a big long run <laughs> nice followed by fun. chips and beer, isn't it? So There is that. There yeah. is that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, yeah. a, doesn't have to be a big deal. That's what I need to keep telling myself so that I don't sort it of doesn't. psych myself out. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. And do you know what? I remember before I'd ever done the London Marathon, I remember speaking to like a load of people about running marathons and they were talking and I was sort of asking them for all of their advice. And all of them who had done the marathon loads of times before, first of all, they were saying, you are never going to get this opportunity again. Your first ever marathon, like, you know, big marathon, your first ever marathon will be your best and you will Mm. have an absolute ball and because it's a London marathon it's going to be kind of this big emotional experience which it was absolutely um and so they were all sort of quite envious of like a bunch of us that were doing it for the first time which was very very sweet um but also it was what I what really struck me was that how laissez-faire they were about their own training you know because they were just I don't think any of the people that I was speaking to even though they were going to be doing the marathon, I don't think they were. I don't think any of them were hoping for like big PBs or anything. No, they were just doing it because they'd been offered places or because they just wanted to do it or whatever. So it just for them, it was just, it was a, a kind of a a lovely experience and a fun thing. Yeah. And that was what Paris really felt like you know. for me. I I think that's really taught me a lot about running, and I think I. Th- I, I think I thought that there was one way of doing things and then Paris was a mm. real a kind of change of in that mindset for me because I was completely underprepared. I was so, I spent, spent so many months before being anxious about how, yeah. like you were saying, that same horrible thought of, but I'm not in the place that I was a few months ago. How am I going? Because that's yeah. the only, that's your most recent reference point, isn't it? Is how you felt when you last did that race. And it's like, oh, I don't, but I'm not there. So how am I going to do it? And I did it yeah. 15 minutes slower, 13 minutes slower, but 
it was it was absolutely fine because I just reframed all of that. And if, I think, yeah, if you're not, unless you're chasing a particular PB or something that you've, you know, likelihood is then that your training plan and your training in general has been extremely specific and regimented on the way up to that. If you're just running it because mm-hmm. you really want the experience, like, I mean, it was incredible. I'd done su- su- such little running compared to previous half marathons I'd done when I did Paris. And it was a joy start to finish. And I know <laughs> that there'll be plenty of people who will be doing the London marathon that will be doing exactly the same. Yeah. 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 Yes. You're going to, you're going to slay. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to say it. You're going to slay. <laughs> I'd like to slay at something. I know, me too. <laughs> okay, look, it's been a full hour. I know. Do you want me chat. to read you a couple of a couple of emails? Yeah, go on then. Okay, let's read you a couple of emails. There's only a couple um, that I wanted to read this week. Uh, it was a quick shout out. I wanted to give a shout out to Vicky um, because I realised that this is coming up quite soon. She is running a her first half marathon. She said she's been inspired by the pod squad um and it's in milton Keynes on the first of may uh she's raising (gasps) money for florence nightingale hospice charity in memory of her lovely dad and she said that it would mean a lot to her if we gave her a shout out that she's listened to the pod lots on her on her long runs and yeah i just thought if as as a as a relatively recent first half marathoner in the last couple of years as well Mm -hmm. it feels frightening you're gonna nail it as we were just saying, it feels like a huge, huge deal. And it is, and it is. But it also is something that you'll be so surprised how much your body can cope with it and how how yeah. well you do. And it's going to be, and even if it's not the best, you're doing an amazing thing. So shout out to Vicky Absolutely. for that. Absolutely. Um, yeah yeah congratulations and yeah amazing um yeah do let us know anybody else who is running things I always love when we get um shout outs from we get messages from people who want to want a shout out for something that they're running um and then I had a story from Scarlett um we met Scarlett actually at the NRS um yeah yeah Yeah. she was completely lovely and she was there with her dad she had a story about her dad um so she said, um, in 1999, her dad was training for the London Marathon. She's been talking to him about it lots recently because she's training at the moment. So good luck to Scarlett mm-hmm. as well. And I'm sure there are plenty more of you. Um, that's actually a thing, isn't it? That we're doing a bit of a podcast live London Marathon session. Will this podcast be out before... Yes, it will be. We'll do it for next Wednesday, which, um, what's the date for next Wednesday? Um, we will do it for... Wednesday the 19th, I think we're, yes. we're going to be doing yeah, that. Yeah, we'll do a live on Wednesday the 19th. Yeah, yeah so if you are, if you are um, running and you want someone to talk to and you're nervous and you're having a bit of maranoia, join our Patreon. We're going to be chatting to everybody who's doing that. However, sorry, interrupted myself with a different train of thought there. Scarlett's story. She's been talking to her dad lots about um, London Marathon while she's been training. So he was training for it in um, 1999. She said her Mm -hmm. and her brother were quite young at the time and had really busy social lives um, involving ballet classes, rugby practices, etc. So he would go out and do his long runs at three o'clock in the morning. 
Oh my god! I know. She, oh my so god! I just wanted to include that bit because she was like, "It's just yeah. incredible." She In terms didn't know of that balance. until yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Amazing. She only just found that out recently, and like, what an inspiration to set for your kids and stuff. Totally doing. incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Um. So, but her her little funny anecdote that made me lol was um that uh, one time he was running along a main road that ran from the village that they live in to their local town. It was Saturday morning and it was about four o'clock in the morning. Um, He was running along and he saw a guy walking towards him who had clearly had a couple of drinks on the Friday night and was on his way home. So the sort Mm. of crossover, the dark hour of the crossover between him getting up at four o'clock in the morning to do his run and the bloke who was coming home from his night out. Um, So Scarlett's dad just carried on running um, and the guy who'd had a few beers stopped dead when he saw him and started running (laughs) away from him. (laughs) (laughs) So he was like, well, I need to, I need to go this way and I've got to carry on with my training run. So he carried on running, even though he was sort of chasing (laughs) the guy. Oh no. Uh, And eventually the guy disappeared. Her dad carried on going, okay, well, Thank goodness I'm not chasing him anymore. And then a few moments later, turned and saw that he was curled up in a little ball rocking (laughs) on the side of the path. Absolutely (laughs) terrified um, because he thought that Scarlett's dad was was chasing him him. on his way back from his night out. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So a little anecdote um, that made me laugh. It made me laugh a lot. I mean, it made me think about the fact that, like, we do. Obviously, we've talked a lot about women's safety and about yes, how, we do. Yeah. how we can feel like we're being chased a bit sometimes. Um, but so, an interesting point to acknowledge that men clearly can feel the same too sometimes. Same but also, regardless, quite hilarious. I have to have to admit, absolutely brilliant. So those, those are the <laughs> so, little emails I wanted to read yep. you this week. And we want more of those, please. Loads mm, of always. emails. Love hearing from you guys. It's yeah. such good fun. Send your pet peeves in. Esther's reminded me what a hilarious time yeah. that was. So if Love you've got peeves. more, then send, <laughs> yeah. them, send them our way. Hilarious running tales, whatever, whatever, you, whatever you fancy. We always want to hear it. Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon you can get a ton of extra pod squad benefits from just £2 a month, including behind-the-scenes newsletters and free access to monthly live chats with me and Holly. For just £6 a month, you can listen to our bonus Extra Mile podcasts too. Go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 